The Bible Study Podcast, episode 580. Today we continue the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Kings 16. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We get into 2 Kings 16, and unlike last chapter, we have only one king to focus on, and that is Ahaz, king of Judah. In the seventeenth year of Pekah, son of Ramaliah, Ahaz, son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaz was twenty years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem sixteen years. Unlike David his father, he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He followed the ways of the kings of Israel and even sacrificed his son in the fire. Engaging in the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites, He offered sacrifices and burned incense at the high places, on the hilltops, and under every spreading tree. We have not talked about why God has something against Israel and why God had something against the people before Israel, that he drove them out when Joshua and the people of Israel came in, in a while. We talked a while ago about the worship of Baal, how it had ended, and the worship of Asherah had continued, which was also evil in the eyes of the Lord. And not just because it was a false god, but again we get here that he's influenced by the people around him, and he's influenced so much and to do such evil that he sacrifices his own son in the fire. And this was part of the reason why the people who were there before the Canaanites were destroyed. And so he has gone back to it, which is not wise. So we've had a series of good kings in Judah, but now we've got something else. Continues, Then Rezin, king of Aram, and Pekah, son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem and besieged Ahaz, but they could not overpower him. At the time, Rezin, king of Aram, recovered Elath for Aram by driving out the people of Judah. Edomites then moved into Elath and have been living there to this day. Ahaz sent messengers to say to Tiglath-Pilazar, king of Assyria, I am your servant and vessel. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Aram and the king of Israel, who are attacking me. And Ahaz took the silver and gold found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasuries of the royal palace and sent it as a gift to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria complied by attacking Damascus and capturing it. He deported its inhabitants to Kir and put Rezin to death. Then King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet Tiglath-Pilasar, king of Assyria. He saw an altar in Damascus and sent to Uriah the priest a sketch of the altar with detailed plans for its construction. So Uriah the priest built an altar in accordance with all the plans that King Ahaz had sent from Damascus and finished it before King Ahaz returned. When the king came back to Damascus and saw the altar, he approached it and presented offerings on it. He offered up his burnt offering and grain offering, pouring out his drink offering, and splashed the blood of his fellowship offering against the altar. As for the bronze altar that stood before the Lord, he brought it from the front of the temple, from between the new altar and the temple of the Lord, and put it on the north side of the new altar. King Ahaz 
then gave these orders to Uriah the priest. On the large new altar, offer the morning burnt offering and the evening grain offering, the king's burnt offering and his grain offering, and the burnt offering of all the people of the land, and their grain offering and their drink offering. Splash against this altar the blood of all the burnt offerings and sacrifice, but I will use the bronze altar for seeking guidance. And the Uriah the priest did just as King Isaiah had ordered. Now, remember, part of the things that we are told here is that one of the problems we have with this king is that he is following in the ways of the people around him. He even goes to the point here of looking to the help of his strong neighbor, the Assyrians, to for help with the king of Aram and for help with Israel, instead of calling to the Lord, and that is certainly what we would hope that he would do. That is certainly what David would have done. But then we also get that while he's up visiting with the king, and so this works at least in a short-term fashion, it works in the Assyria comes down and it takes care of the people of Damascus, takes care of, that is, as in kills many and takes the rest off into slavery. But he also sees this altar and goes and puts a new altar in the temple with this design. Now, we don't know what this design was. We don't know how pagan, how foreign this design was. But it's certainly one of the things that we see is he is adopting the worship that he sees around him. Is he, in this case, is he adopting the worship of an altar that the Assyrians brought? That doesn't seem very likely they'd be traveling with a portable altar. So it is probably an altar that he finds that the king of Aram had. That it, that it was an altar here in Damascus for the people of Damascus. But we don't know for sure. But it's not a good thing necessarily to to be copying in this fashion. If you want to copy what people wear, if you want to copy their haircuts, that's one thing. But copying their religious practices when you are supposed to be the people of God who are doing what God revealed to you, doing what God revealed to you when he brought you out and made you a nation and brought you out from Egypt isn't a good idea. And that's not going to take you in a direction that God is going to be happy with. Continues, King Ahaz cut off the side panels and removed the basins from the movable stands. He removed the sea from the bronze bowls that supported it and set it on a stone base. He took away the Sabbath canopy that had been built at the temple and removed the royal entry outside the temple of the Lord in deference to the king of Assyria. As for the other events of the reign of Ahaz and what he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? Ahaz rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David, and Hezekiah, his son, succeeded him as king. So he's doing restoration of the temple, but not in a good way. We're going to see another king come forward in the future who is going to do some restoration of the temple in a good way, in a way that pleases God. This is not that. This is basically looking around at what everybody else does and doing that. Or looking at Assyria and saying, I want to be just like him. And so we're going to change some things in the temple of the Lord. Remember, that's how we called this here in this sentence here. It wasn't the temple of Ahaz. It wasn't the temple of Judah. He's saying he's making arrangements in the temple of the Lord. That's what the sentence said, in deference to the king of Assyria. That's a bad combination right? It's either the temple of the Lord's or it's the temple of the king of Assyria. 
And we have to remember to keep first things first. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.